guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. Before we dive into today's episode, I first want to thank our sponsor, Therisage. Their Tri-Light panel has become my favorite biohacking thing for healing my body. It's a portable red light panel that I simply cannot live without. I literally bring it with me everywhere I go. And I personally use their red light therapy to help reduce inflammations in places in my body where honestly, I have pain. You can use it on a sore back, stomach cramps, shoulder, ankle. Red light therapy is my go-to. Plus, it also has amazing anti-aging benefits, including reducing signs of fine lines and wrinkles on your face, which I also use it for. I personally use Therisage Tri-Light everywhere and all the time. It's small, it's affordable, it's portable, and it's really effective. Head over to therisage.com right now and use code BEBOLD for 15% off. This code will work site-wide. Again, head over to therisage, T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com and use code be bold for 15% off any of their products. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Habits and Hustle. We are going to be diving into a topic today that is near, very near and dear to my heart, and that is children and how to talk to them effectively. Basically, how to talk to your kids. So if you're somebody who doesn't have a kid, This episode may not be for you, but if you have a niece or a nephew or a cousin and you want to learn some really easy strategies to talk with them and connect with them in a deeper way, listen to this episode. Because I will tell you something. I have two kids. I have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. And a lot of it has, for me, has been a lot of trial and error. And I'm fortunate enough because of what I do for a living, I get to speak to some of the most amazing experts in the world, some of the best, some of the best psychologists, some of the best behaviorists. And so when I learn something, of course, like a guinea pig, I I go and try it out. So some of these things that we're going to talk about are things that I've noticed have really improved my not not just my communication with my kids, but our level of depth in our relationship because it's so important to me and I'm always like trying to research and figure out ways to do this. And the first thing I want to talk about is when I want my kids to open up to me, number one, I try to be an active listener. When I say that, I want to make sure that my phone is away, I'm paying attention, I'm making eye contact because what I think happens so often because I've been I've been someone who's done this so often and my friends do it. When you're a working mom and you have a million things going on and you're working on like a bunch of stuff, it's really easy just to be dismissive of your kid when they want to talk to you or when you are spending time with them. What happens a lot of times is you're kind of half-assing it. Like you're, they're around and you're, you, you think because they're around you that you're actually spending quality time, but actually that's not true. So what I like to think is very effective is when you set aside dedicated time for you and your kid to spend with each other. So you actually create a set time, not just like loosey-goosey, but a dedicated time. 
and you have your phone away and you are really paying attention and you are locked in. And I think that kids feel that energy. And I think that even if it's not super often, like even if it's like 20 minutes or 10 minutes a day, when you have that real time when you are paying full 130% attention on them, they actually feel that versus being around all the time, but not really paying attention. So my first thing is dedicate an allotted amount of time, actively pay attention and listen by, like I said, putting your phone away, making eye contact and not interrupting when they actually speak. Because to me, what I find is I get the most information when I don't say a word and they just talk. And I also find that when you're placing, when you're doing this in environments that make them comfortable, it's so important. Some of my best conversations actually with my kids have been when I'm driving them to school in the morning or when I'm putting them to bed at night, right? Because their guard is down and that's when you can, they really feel like they can open up. So that's a few little things. The other thing I wanted to talk about is making sure when your t- kids are talking to you that you ask you ask them open-ended questions. These like that to me has been a big game changer. Like don't just ask them how is school because if your kid is like mine, you're going to get a fine or what did you learn today? Nothing. That's what I get. But then when I'm much more specific, I started to do this thing where I say to my kids what was your rose today and what was your thorn? And that way, the rose is like the best moment of your day and the thorn is like the worst moment. But then you start under, A, you you get to know what your kid's doing all day or like where their attention is. And then like it opens up a dialogue. So for me, those things have been very effective. And the other thing is that I found to be really impactful is when I share my own experiences with things. So I tell stories about things when, you know, when I, when I relate back to maybe what they're going through based on like some of the memories I have, what, how things were with me or stories about me. And I like to talk to my kids kind of like they're like mini adults. I don't, I'm not a big baby talker. I think baby talking is like a terrible way and sets a bad precedent, but I talk to them like they're like mini adults and kind of like, my kids are always saying to me now, by the way, I should say, Shawnee's here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm here. I just don't have kids. I mean, I, I was yeah. a kid. I am a kid. She's basically still a kid. But I She's don't, 30, I don't, I don't have really, them. But... 31. You know, my birthday was on 1010. Oh, yeah. I said, I wish you a happy birthday. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> but she doesn't have any kids. So I'm just going to be riffing here. But, you know, she's nodding on the side. But I think that Anyway, I just wanted to kind of make a no, well, of that. I'll, I'll say your kids are very smart and it makes sense that you don't baby talk to them much. And I do notice a difference in my friends' kids who do baby talk to mm, their kids really? versus the kids who have been just spoken to as normal people like forever. You can tell they're, they're sharper. They really? use more complete Good. sentences. And I think that they, like your kids will engage with me on ridiculous topics. Well, because like that, I think to your point, it's because I never treated them like babies. Yeah. Again, I'm very age appropriate. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't talk, I don't swear or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. Although sometimes I want to swear, but, <laughs> but, uh, but what I mean is I talk to them like they're like little people, not like little babies. I'm not big with the coddling. You know, that's just me. I don't, there's a, I believe there's a whole thing here on coddle culture, which is a whole other podcast altogether. But I believe in not coddling my kids, giving them free reign to be independent 
what I mean by that is, you know, I don't, I'm not a helicopter parent. By the way, I'm no psychologist. I'm not claiming to be. And these are my tips that worked for me. I just want to make that clear. I'm not saying this is how you should be parenting your kid or this is some things that you absolutely have to do. All I'm saying is I'm not the guru. I'm just a person here who's tried out a lot of different tactics and through trial and error, through speaking to some of the best people in the world, these are some of the things that they said I should attempt and try and I'm now sharing with you the things that I found to be really helpful. So what else was I going to say? The open-ended questions are really really big. Choosing an environment, like places like sh- like sharing my own experiences, picking environments where the, the kids feel comfortable uh, to open up and they're like feel safe. Get your phone away from the conversation and really like the dedicated time makes kids feel super special of notice. And like I do, what I do is I take, I'm like, you know, I'll take one of them each time a month for dinner by themselves or take one for ice cream or take, you know what I mean? Like you make these little special moments and I think kids remember those things. So the other ones, be patient and calm. That is really hard for me. I have it written down here. Be patient and calm because it's really hard to lose your shit, especially when you got a lot on your mind. And if we can take a beat and a moment and just take a deep breath or walk away and then come back, I find that to be way more effective than yelling. I find the, when, I, when I've done that many times, my kids get super anxious, doesn't get, it doesn't get me anywhere, I get unhappy, and it actually ends up making things worse. So taking a breather, walking away if you have to, and coming right back, and then approaching a situation with more calmness and being patient really gives your kid that feeling of being comfortable and close. So I think those are my top, those are the ones I I really strongly believe in. Give them a shot if you have a kid. Shawnee, I know you, like I said, you don't have any kids, but do you want to add anything to that? I will say being around kids during this time has been really refreshing for me just because obviously you can't really bring them like the, you know, the gruesome bad news of everything. But what I have seen a lot of parents do is just kind of explain to their kids like, you know, certain things that are going on and sort of getting them involved to to a general degree of just like feeling part of the community and doing things like that. And I think that's really awesome. But I think kids, kids are smart. Kids are even smarter now than they ever have been before. And they will see through things. I think kids are super intuitive and they are, they feel when things are real and authentic versus not. 100%. I want to just make one more comment and then we can like, you know, close this out that when I was saying, I want my kids to have a feeling of independence. What I mean by that also is like kind of respecting your children's boundaries, you know, like I think that is really, really important because if that's what I meant, but not being a helicopter mom, Mm. right? I think that it seems like trite or silly, but I do believe that also creates more confident, bold, bold, hear that? We haven't used that word in so long. I know, independent (laughs) children. So wait, that's a really important, by the way, physical boundaries, especially I think are really important to give your kids autonomy over that from a young age to develop those skills of being able to say, no, I don't want to hug and being respected for that, I think is actually really valuable. It's a lesson that I feel like a lot of people in my generation wish that they would have learned. Oh, but gosh. To- can that's not- okay, that's really fun. I want to say one funny story, not funny, kind of funny, I guess, just <laughs> annoying. Funnier than what's happening I, now. I have. Yeah, right. I have this friend right now, a friend who 
always like forces her kids to like give me a hug and a kiss when they see me like yeah. go give jennifer a-. and she's like so, the kid is so awkward and uncomfortable and they're like go give her a hug and a kiss give dylan a hug and a kiss give you know I Noah, like give the whole family and she's like so uncomfortable and it makes me uncomfortable the kid's uncomfortable and i'm like lady i'm not gonna say her name like chill out like i don't need the hug and kiss and like the kid's doing it because she feels uncomfortable it's like yeah. such a bad weird awkward like just it's just dynamic it's It's like a weird thing don't do that you're teaching your kid that they can't say no to physical things like it's it's really a negative mentality to instill and and like no one should have to feel like they have to do things like there's no right or wrong greeting in japan you bow do you know what i mean in france you kiss both cheeks right in italy i think you kiss three like they're like greetings are different everywhere here we have handshakes for business meetings like I think whatever greeting you're comfortable with in today's 2023, you should be able to use. And that includes kids. I like that. We're going to end with that. By the way, please leave a comment. Let me know what you think. If you have any suggestions beyond what we just talked about, if if you're someone who's a parent and you've had a strategy that worked, let me know. Please. I'd love it. I'd love to know. And please leave a review because it really helps. I always forget to tell, tell people that. So I'm telling you guys now. Thank you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.